Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi. Hey, what's the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to your work? I think I called some, I think someone asked me how old they think 
they are oh, no. hold i think they are that's a trap and i said yeah and since then i don't do that anymore so i said 42 but they were like 27 or something <laughs> never <laughs> never you can never talk about someone's age or comment on what they're wearing yeah but i was like how old are you and they said how old do you think i am so they did want to know they Some just couldn't handle the truth <laughs> sometimes it's their fault we have to accept that uh, what stay. was your most embarrassing thing i'm i'm, I'm gonna have a think about that i think what um, um like i mean there are many this is one of those things where there's many but sometimes you need to spend a couple of seconds you got to spend a few minutes mulling over it i think it was when i was trying to play the character i was trying to play someone who dressed well right so i got myself a pair of chinos but it meant that every time i came out of the loo i'd invariably had some dribble stains on the front so it was not a moment it was I mean, it was I'm, not a, <laughs> one embarrassing moment it was a dribble of moments well i lasted that job for a couple of months so maybe it was just one or two yeah before i left <laughs> all right you're listening to 101 part-time jobs with me giles bitter it's the podcast where i speak to bands and artists about the trade-offs they've made in order to play their music. On today's episode, I speak to Martin Courtney, singer in real estate, who are just about to release their new album, their sixth album, Daniel. It's coming out on February the 23rd on Domino. The New Jersey natives recently shared their new single, Water Underground, in tandem with a music video inspired by the Nickelodeon sitcom, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Really nice video, brings back this nostalgia, endless possibilities of the day ahead kind of feeling it's laced with a kind of everything flows kind of thing you can hear a bit of teenage fan club a bit of norman blake i'm a big fan martin told me about his relationship with being in real estate how the album before this before daniel the main thing that came out in 2020 was all about him sort of tussling with the idea about being a full-time artist and what that means and that's exactly what this podcast is about i want to get under the skin and find out exactly what make pe makes people tick especially in a time when being an independent musician is probably the hardest it's ever been if you enjoy this podcast make sure you subscribe uh, you can do that by heading to 101parttimejobs.com and you can subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. I think this is a conversation worth having. I think it's funny. I think it can be sometimes a bit real, uh, but above all, it's human. That's what I'm trying to do. Make human connections and hear some stories that we wouldn't have heard otherwise. Coming up in the next couple of weeks, uh, we've got episodes with The Chisel, Everything Everything, Liquid Mike, Folly Group, and we've got a handful of live shows too. We've just added a second night to Joe Talbot from Idols at Signature Brew later on this month. The 24th sold out pretty quickly, and so just today we've put on a second night on the 25th. Uh, there was a big waiting list for the 24th so i think the 25th is about to will sell out quite quickly but worth going to have a look and seeing if there are any there if you'd like to join us on the 7th of april we'll be at bush hall with bob villain and bex cheers to our sponsors 2000 trees festival brilliant medium-sized festival in cheltenham just a few hours away from london on the train this year this july 
Gasa Anthem is headlining on the Thursday. Manchester Orchestra, Gouge Away, The Mysterines, Hot Mulligan, Teenage Wrist. Loads of amazing bands confirmed for Trees this year. If you want to get your tickets to that, head to 2000trees.co.uk. Introducing Ampollo, the new app for musicians. Using AI stem separation, play along to any song, improving your practice and performance. Record audio or video and connect with musicians all over the world. Collaborating and creating together. Think Google Docs meets TikTok, but for musicians. There's a huge range of video and audio editing tools, and the best part, it's free. Download today and make your mark. Ampollo, made for music. Ampollo supports 101 part-time jobs. It's a free app if you're an iPhone. Great way to learn songs, to play along with bangers you already love, and connect with other musicians. Go and get Ampollo from the App Store today. Okay, here is Martin Courtney and me in discussion here on 101 Part-Time Jobs. 101 Part-Time Jobs. I mean, Photoshopping bands flyers record artworks is that was that something you've always you, have you deliberately not learned photoshop in the way that maybe it's a good idea to deliberately not learn how to drive so okay well first of all when i was in high school um and college i was in like a million different bands and i would always make the flyers for the shows and stuff but i would i did it you know old school with an exacto knife and like old national geographic magazine you know cutting out little pictures literally like finding a cool font in an ad that had all the letters that i needed and then cutting out the letters one by one and like arranging them yeah um so i I was more analog and then and then now i i do use there's this um i wish i knew how to use photoshop but um but instead i use this really crappy but it's not crap actually i will i will plug this app it's called fonto okay yeah, <laughs> yeah i use yeah. it on my phone yeah and it's like it's just like really really basic but i i've used it a lot uh to make like dumb flyers and memes and stuff for real estate um yeah and now with like in, in the la- i don't know when they implemented this but the, on the iphone like it's really easy to just like hold your finger on a person and remove the, you know, like it'll like remove the per- person from the photo. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's getting easier. You know, I'm <laughs> glad I didn't pay for graphic design school or something. Well, that was the time I nearly went to graphic design school because I was so obsessed with playing in bands. And, you know, when I moved to this small town and I was brand new there, I was immediately attracted to the punks. And, you know, on reflection, I think that was because they were doing interesting stuff. Yeah. You know, they could have been could have been any kind of music, maybe that I was like, oh, these people are interesting. They're booking gigs, they're traveling to gigs, they're playing in bands. And my first thing was making flyers for local bands. They didn't ask for it. <laughs> I just did it. Right, right. Yeah, I always love doing that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's that was that's kind of almost like um like a very specific example of what I've carried through with me in life, which is kind of being more interested in music, like than the average. You know, lots of people are interested in music to do that extra thing where you feel so involved in it and you're like, I have to do something about it. It's not really a choice. If anything, it's kind of like a condition. Yeah. And I'm not kind of like, you know, announcing myself as some big music person. It's, but it's just like, that's interesting, isn't it? When you like something enough where you just can't really do anything else. Well, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's why I'm... <laughs> 
38 years old and and uh and you know still playing in a band why you're here yeah because i i yeah i can't do anything else for sure and this is it 101 part-time jobs when i started off three years ago i was interviewing friends of friends about the side hustles they're working between tours between making records how they are saving up money and now i'm interviewing people like yourself who do music for you know, you make your, your, your main, your main thing and have done for a number of years. And what is the, 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 the most interesting thing I think about it is that that hustle, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, that hustle never stops. No, it doesn't. Uh, in fact, yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, we have a record coming out in February and this past year, you know, and, and past few years, and including right now, you know, I'm like as broke as I've ever been. <laughs> I have no money. Right. You know, it's it's bad, you know, like it's and maybe that would be surprising to people who from the outside who are like, oh, this is a successful indie rock band. But I mean, I think people are more aware now that like there is very little money to be made in music and it sucks. I mean, you know, so but uh, and there's always like this dream like, oh, you're like, well, all I got to do is go on tour, but now I've got like, uh, three kids. And so it's, it's not as quite as easy as it used to be to, to, I mean, I'm still going to do it, but it's just more of a, um, it's, it's, it's a big deal, you know, it's a huge deal for me to, to go on tour now. Um, and it's like a big sacrifice for my family, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. And is that, is, is right now, I mean, thanks first of all, for being like candid and, and saying, you know, there's that ebb and flow of, of money yeah. comes and goes a wise person once told me. Yeah. And is, is that, is that because in the lead up to Daniel, your sixth record coming out in February, are you in that kind of financial position right now? Because you're between records and you've just made a record. So there would have been expenses. Also, you haven't gone on tour because you haven't had anything massively to promote. Yeah. In the, in the in the most recent future is is that why is 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 that kind of how the numbers come down to why you know now right now isn't a massive money maker time for you yeah i mean it's mainly the the fact that we haven't been able to tour i mean we you know we put the last record we put out was uh in february of 2020 and then and we were going to do this whole you know we were, that was going to be like a big year for us and then obviously that didn't happen mm-hmm. so um so yeah, like the past few years have been way less at like, you know, this cycle of like, I mean, ideally, and it doesn't always work out this way, but ideally you put a record out, you tour a lot and you make some money and hopefully you make enough money to carry you through till the next time you make a record and then you repeat the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this time um, that didn't happen. So it's been, yeah, it's been, you know, yeah. tighter. Um, and luckily... <laughs> between then and now, you know, my wife had already been in school, uh, to become a nurse, like before COVID. And then, you know, it, it was just a kind of a, not really a happy accident. It it was not, there's nothing happy about it, but at least she was able to, she basically got out of school right as I was like starting to not be able to work as much. And so we were able to kind of keep, keep going, you know, but, um, yeah, it's, it's basically that. It's just, we, it's been a really, really uh, not very active past few years for the band. It's interesting. I live with my partner and she grew up, she went to full-time work at 16. I'm 32 and I 
got my first full-time job four years ago. And so we, we, you know, we talk about this and, and, you know, I'm like, she, and she's ready to not work yeah. anymore, <laughs> you know, and there's, there is this, and I, I suppose what I'm thinking about here is like the way we grow up and our expectations and our identities and what, what, what we think is going to happen and then either does or doesn't happen. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, I've never really had any kind of a plan for, you know what I mean? Like I didn't grow up kind of knowing what I wanted to do. And I don't think I even, you know, I loved making music growing up, uh, you know, b- basically from, from the time I was like, I mean, when I, when I was a kid, you know, I loved music and then I started playing music when I was pretty young, but then, you know, probably when I was 14 or 13, I started playing in bands. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I, I don't think I, I ever really even like dreamed that I would have a career doing it. Like I didn't, it was just, I, I didn't like sit around being like one day we're going to tour or whatever, like I, or, 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 you know, you know, famous or like, you know, like whatever, like you see in movies, like I never really even thought about that. Mm. It was just, I was just like, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, I guess I'll grow up one day. I, I just was very bad at like thinking about the future, I guess. Um, and then, so yeah, then I went to school and, and, and went to college and uh, didn't really, I, I went to like a weird college where I didn't really have to choose a major. And I just took a bunch of random classes and kept playing music yeah. and bands. And then I got out of college and was like, ah, what am I going to do? And started working for my parents. Um, Doing what? Uh, well, they... Um, they owned a real estate company, so they, they sold houses and, uh, I got my real estate license, Here we go. um, and started working for them, but I never really, I, I, you know, my, at the, right around that time, my grandma was selling her house. So I helped her sell her house, but I, I didn't really ever become like a, a full on real estate agent either. I, I just kind of yeah. hung around their office and did like help them like put together mailings and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh. I also right at that same time I got out of college and my my friends and I from high school who were who would play together you know we all we were all living back in our parents basements again you know we were 22 years old just out of college trying to figure our stuff out and we were just we started playing music together we started this band real estate and within 6 months we well, we were also in a position at that point where we were like, well, we can tour like we, you know, we can put, book our own tours. You know, that's something that we we figured out how to do in college. And like we figured out how to, you know, get in touch with people through MySpace or whatever and play house shows. Mm. So we we took it more seriously than we ever took any other band we had been in because we were like, well, now we're adults so we can do whatever we want and we'll just pool our money from our jobs to buy a really cheap van and like just go on tour so and 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 at the same time the band was starting to get more traction than we'd ever experienced with anything else so you know we were getting you know written about online and yeah and did you feel that did you feel like buoyed by that were were you all pretty pumped up by that yeah well i was kind of just freaked out to be honest because i was it was my music like they were my songs and i was like i like my music, but I couldn't imagine that anybody else did, you know, or I was kind of just like, I, when people started 
react people that I didn't know were reacting to it positively. I was like, uh, I was like, these people have bad taste or so, or I was just like, I really was thinking like they, people really like this. Like this is garbage. Like we make this in my basement on a four track, you know, this is like not real music. But is that because you didn't put like your heart into it? Is that because you didn't put like, do you think you felt that way? Because were these songs that you were writing quickly and with not too much effort? No, I, I mean, I, I took it seriously. Like I thought this, I, I mean, well, there, there were, some of it was, was kind of not tossed off, but it was kind of more like us jamming and, and, and I was definitely having fun with it, but like, and I definitely started taking it more seriously later as we like became a real bit, like once we were like on Domino, I was like, oh, I need to write real songs. Hmm. But like the first record has, I mean, maybe that is true. Like I was like, this is just us having fun. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I think I was freaked out that it was going to, like, I was very aware of the concept of like buzz, you know, mm -hmm. and like bands that kind of get buzz and then disappear. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need to, we need to hold on to this. Like, we can't let this go away. Like I, cause like, you know, this is like, this is amazing, you know? And I was, so I was excited and also really scared for a long time uh, about that. But all, I'm I'm just saying, I guess that like, I, initially what I was saying was I didn't really ever have a plan for what I was going to do with my life. And then this band just kind of took off, you know, in a way that I would never have expected or dreamed that it could have. And, and then um, I never really, I still have never really had to think about that. And, and, and now like in the past five years, um, even before COVID, but especially since COVID. But that, I mean, the whole last real estate record that we put out, the one we put out in 2020 was kind of all about me being like, how am I still doing this? And like, is this what my life is now? Like I'm, you know, I'm in my mid thirties and like, I've never figured out how to do anything else. And I'm not like rich <laughs> from this. I'm yeah. kind of just getting by, you know, in a way that's like, you know, it, it's very gratifying. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I'm, it's insane. I'm so lucky and I'm so like, and all, there's so much, there's so many factors that play into the fact that my friends and I have gotten to this point, not just like talent. It's, we've been very, very fortunate. Mm -hmm. Um, so all of those things I don't take for granted, but like, you know, I'm also just like, it, yeah, I guess I'm a musician now. And like, it, it, you know, I, I never really planned on that night, but I don't know what else I would do. And, and uh, it gets it be scary for sure. It can be like, I mean, there's no, yeah, there's no safety net. This is it. Cause it's kind of, it's kind of verging on existential stuff, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. And the kind of frustrating reality is that because you're your own boss and because you're not working to make someone else money, in such a direct way that most jobs do. And it is capitalism. And I think that has a big part of that, that instability being a fucking scary thing. Yeah. You know, it's like once you take control of your own life, sometimes the world <laughs> doesn't reward you for it. Well, yeah. And, um, and yeah. And just the nature of this music industry is like, you know, I, I as a, 22 23 year old person kind of getting a foothold and being like knowing how lucky we were to even get to that point mm -hmm. um they kind of you kind of get 
preyed upon, you know, I mean, and, and it's, I mean, in from every, on every level, unless you're like a pop star, like a very famous person, you're, yeah, it's, it's, it's the industry is leeching on you. I mean, I make, you know, a fraction of the money that my band generates, you know, ends up in my bank account, you mm -hmm. know, like ve a very tiny fraction, mm -hmm. you know, it goes to so many different people. Have you got better at, I mean, even since the main thing came out, has there been a change in the way that you kind of, I don't know, learn about the the trade? Because I guess if you're your own boss, you're your own CEO, like call it what it is. I mean, I'm wearing a thrash, Thrasher t-shirt. I just, for the first time in my life, got a Thrasher magazine subscription. Being in the UK, I never, it was too expensive to buy the Thrasher magazine. And so now I can afford it. I just bought a subscription and, and I've just been reading about how, you know, they built that company. They built their own world, which is now like so globalized, but they're still a magazine. They're still doing cool stuff. Right. And, you know, when I think about the editor there and, and, and what the editorial team has done, I almost think like, can you, can you think about a band being like that? You know, you're a band of editors making a magazine and, and as time goes on, the idea, right. Is that you're going to get smart about it and keep on going, keep on creating interesting, cool shit that you want to do, but get smarter at the game. And, you know, it's not, it is, or however you want to call it, game is obviously like a derogatory thing, but, you know, yeah, being smart about where that money's going and how you can be sustainable in a time where it's been hardest, the hardest for independent musicians that it probably ever has been. Yeah. I mean, I think I've had to, yeah, I've had to educate myself over the years for sure. I knew nothing about the industry at all. I didn't know what any, I didn't, I had to, so I've had to learn so much. Um, I mean, unfortunately, like a lot of what, is dictating our situation is kind of out of our control for at the, for the time being, you know, we, we, we signed a contract for a certain number of records. And so it, it is a lot out of your control. I yeah. mean, and it's also like, yeah, we're our own boss, but like we rely on, it's not like a thrasher where, I mean, you know, it's like, ideally, yeah, we would, we would put out our own records. Yeah. We would, you know, ma manage our own affairs you know, we, you know, we would deal with our own publishing and all these things. We would distribute our own stuff. Um, but it's very hard to, to, to do that without, um, a having a lot of capital and also be like having a lot of, you know, it's like a band, like, I don't know, Wilco is kind of an example of a band that sort of like seemed to, at least from the outside, be pretty self-contained thing unit. Same with, I mean, well, the band Fish is like a really good example of that, where like they just, it's a, it's, they're a corporation, you know, and they, <laughs> and they're huge. Right. And, and they just do it all themselves. And so, like, y you know, you have to be very lucky to get to get to the point where you can set that up for yourself. Um, but maybe there are ways of doing it on a smaller scale. I mean, the thing is, I just don't, I also, like I said, I've had to educate myself over the years, but I've never been, a very business minded mm -hmm. person, obviously. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I'm, there are other, that's why I like, I try to work with people that are better at thinking about this stuff for me because, yeah. because yeah, I'm, and, and, and I guess pay them to do so because my, my, my strengths, you know, hopefully lie elsewhere. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's always, a, it's always a process. I mean, but at the same time, I'm not, I don't want to like be the, be like, you know, yeah, just leaving my fate in other people's hands. I do yeah. want to know what's going on. So I, I have, I have tried to, to get better at that stuff, but yeah, it's, you know, it's it, at the same time, 
you can be the the savviest business person in the world and it's still you're in an industry that's really set up kind of not in your favor at this point you know it's like yeah. the music industry is not set up to benefit musicians yeah for real so yeah it's tough i mean you know it's hard to complain too much obviously like i said before we're very fortunate but um but you know at the same time i would i would love to make more of a living doing this yeah. and not be constantly honestly like constantly filling out job applications yeah. for yeah. you know i'm like ah oh, there must be some way i can like work some job cuz i my my thing is my 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 wife works full time my full time job at this point is uh first and foremost dealing with my kids yeah. taking you know taking them to school making them lunch picking them up from school taking them to soccer you know like doing all the things making dinner like grocery shopping like i just run the house you know mm -hmm. that's my job and then and then you know and then also i write songs you know in in my as much time as i have to spare i'm trying to do music um and make records so like which is why when i say next year me touring is going to be like a huge upheaval yeah. like yeah you know i'm not going to be around to do all that stuff so we're gonna have to figure other things out but like yeah um so while i'm also like I'm kind of actively pursuing trying to do uh, film scoring or TV scoring. Like I, I would love to, I mean, that's like the dream, honestly, mm -hmm. the dream is like, I find some way to keep making music, which is what I love to do. And which is what I think I'm good at doing. And that's, you know what I mean? It's like, I've spent 15 years building this career. There should be some way that I can like parlay it into like, an, another thing you know while still making records with this band and touring every once in a while but not having to rely so much on touring you know like touring because we want to or because we've got something that we're proud of and we want to share with other people we got this record we want to play some shows to like share it with people but we're not gonna like have to spend six months on the road just to keep ourselves you know keep food on the table or whatever yeah have you had a sync before with real estate all your solo stuff sure yes i mean we you know kind of i mean every every few months something will come through or you know even even more often than that but it's like it's it's not anything to it's like oh this netflix show wants to use your song in a scene you know here's some money <laughs> and mostly it goes to paying off our publishing advances you know <laughs> and like and we always end up you know we're also fortunate like we we always end up paying off our advances and getting the black and yeah yeah get some royalty checks here and there it's like, it's all kind of drips and drabs that help kind of keep things going. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm more talking about like writing bespoke scores for, yeah. you know, like getting hired to do custom work for people, um, which sounds really fun. And, and I've, I've, I've had a few things come through yeah. and yeah, it's something that I'm trying to educate myself about and, and, you know, and, and reach out to the right people. And, and, and yeah, so like I said, like, that's kind of my dream is for that to be like to have this kind of multifaceted music career, you know? Yeah. But I think we we are living in this changing world where this stuff is like, what are we going to do? Like hide behind the velvet curtain forever? No. Yeah. And, and pretend, pretend that like, we're be, like, I'm like rich or something. Like I'm just not, you know, <laughs> like I'm just, just getting by. Um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah uh yeah setting up meetings talking to people yeah like and and it's even that is like it took it took some sort of mental 
uh, I had to overcome some stuff in my own head to, to get to the point where like, I felt comfortable reaching out cold to people being like, Hey, I'm interested in this thing. Mm. No, perhaps we could talk in like you maybe, maybe, you know, <laughs> and, and, um, just because even that is like, I don't know, it's not embarrassing, but it's like, uh, it takes a little bit of, I don't know. It took some courage on my part, I guess. It's being vulnerable, isn't it? Yeah. Vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. And then, and, and, and yeah, and hopefully what's happening is like me reaching out to these people and hopefully hearing back and yeah. And having a few coffees here and there mm-hmm. is like, even if nothing has come of it yet, it's like, you know, just planting seeds being like, Hey, I'm interested in this. And maybe, maybe at some point, the, and it's, it's also been a weird time. Cause, uh, cause of the, the acting, the, the, the writer strike and then the actor strike. Yeah. And so yeah. like the whole industry is kind of in upheaval. There's not a lot, a lot of stuff getting made at the moment, but yeah. that seems to be changing. Like I said, I'm, I'm 38. 38, hey, heading right, towards good. 40. How do um, you feel about it? My brother just turned 40 and yeah. he, he studied seven years to be a lawyer and now he writes books. He's not published yet, but he's trying to get published and he's writing these kind of pretty far out journeyman kind of books and living in Spain for cheap, you know, and teaching English as a for- y- Wow. Yeah, yeah. Or, or- you know, he's, he's written two or three drafts and he's putting himself out there and, and, you know, biting the dust sometimes when someone says, I'll take your call. And then they don't, you know, it's just part of it. Right. It's, um, but him having 40, I don't know the, the vibe that I'm getting from him that he's, he's pretty stoked to turn 40. You know, he's like, yeah, this is, this is a time where, you know, letting go of some stuff that you don't need thinking about the stuff that you do want. Yeah. I mean, I would say I, I, when I was stoked to turn, to turn 30, <laughs> I remember being like, cool, like, you know, like, yeah, I am full of hope for this, you know, time in my life and I'm in a good place and whatever. And so things have, um, and I remember around that time, even then being like, I really want to get into film scoring. Um, this is my uh-huh. goal for one, by the time I'm 40 and, uh, <laughs> And, you know, and then I, and then I kind of just said that and didn't do anything about it for many years. And then only in the last year have I been like, what the hell am I doing? Like, if I really want to do this, I need to do something about it and and reach out to people and, and make it known that I fall into my lap. Um, so that's what I'm doing now. But, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel that weird about turning 40. I mean, I keep convincing <laughs> myself. I'm like, well, I'm 38. I'm still young. Yeah, I'm not 40. Yeah, yeah. 39 is old. 38 is not old. <laughs> um, but, uh, it, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, whatever that, uh, I do hope that, um, things are in a better place by the time I'm 40, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I want to be in a place where I can be excited to turn 40 and be excited about where I'm at in my life. Cause at the moment it's, I'm hoping things, you know, yeah. I'm at the same time, you know, I, I can't forget the fact that like we, I worked really hard to make mm. this record that I think is really good and with it. And we did all these things, you know, like we, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm, I'm psyched on this record. And I think 
you know, I can't have too high expectations because I just know what happens. You know, I know that the record's going to come out and hopefully people are really going to like it and hopefully it's going to have a life afterwards. And it, I'm sure it will because all records do. But I also know that like we're going to get a couple weeks of attention and then it's going to go mm-hmm. away. And it's like, you can't, it's like, it sucks, you know, but that's just how it is. And then, and then it's going to be on us to like, try and keep it going mm-hmm. to tour. Water underground is awesome. It's yeah. such a tune. And yeah, I feel for you. I, I like when you, when you get that, but when you get that thing and you get the spotlight and you get the Spotify things and the DSP spotlights on Apple and Spotify and then, well, yeah, it's all going great. You know, it's like, we've gotten the playlisting we've done, you know, I feel like it's going as well as we could hope. So, you know, at least with the single. So like, it's, it's awesome. You know, um, it's great. You, I don't know if you saw that thing that like Bethany from best coast. So she was disappointed. So I read the headline that she was disappointed with the album release, but I you know thought that might've been like a new song where like, yeah. it's a satirical song. Was it not? No, 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 no. It's just her. It was her like t- talking on TikTok or something about basically exactly what I'm saying. Um, she's getting some, like I, I read the headline and that's like stereo gum. It's like, dude, why would you? And they were like, good on her for speaking out. But it's like, you know what the reaction is going to be. For, like, they tried to get ahead of it by being mm-hmm. like kind of supportive of her, which, you know, but it's like, you know, and I think a lot of people understand and are supportive, but there's other people that are like, oh, boohoo, what would Well, you know, it's like, and it's like, that's an understandable reaction. But like, I also completely get where she's coming yeah. from, you know, cause I feel it myself, you know, it's like you work really hard to do this thing and you have all these biz because honestly, like you're there, you know, people make money off of you that, you know, and it's like, it's like, so there's a lot of like positive feedback to keep going. And, at the, and I also want to keep going, you know, I love making music like, and I've seen, a certain amount of success from doing it. So I feel like, okay, I'm going to keep going and, and, and just have this hope mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm. going to, it's all going to pan out. But like, you kind of also know just from previous experience that like, it's not going to pan out the way you really hope it will. You know, you, you can, the yeah. best you can hope for is that it's going to, it's, is that you'll, it'll, it'll, you know, do pretty well. <laughs> the best you can hope for is that like, you know, people are going to like it and it's going to get, you know, I don't even really care, honestly, about reviews, but, you know, it's nice when, when you get good reviews and, uh, and, and then just hope that like the tour sells well and you mm-hmm. can go out and play shows with people and have that, you know, I, I do really miss it. I do miss like, we, we put that last record out and didn't get to tour and it feels like it it was an incomplete experience. But hey, life can be a bummer. Like I think that's what I find. I, I'm like a massive optimist and I'm a big believer that optimism comes from being in reality. You know, I'm not going to think, oh, I hope I get £10,000 in the post tomorrow. I'm going to think, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try the lottery and I'll try and get a job right, that could right. maybe pay me that much. <laughs> you know, like there are steps to becoming an optimist, you know? And I think a big part of that is by being realistic and saying, okay, like what's ideal, what's not ideal about this situation. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, my, my reality is like, is, is I could either uh, try and figure out some other career at, at 38 and, um, and, you know, <laughs> start from scratch 
and do something that I wouldn't like as much as this mm. or try and just make the best of what this is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, and, and, and I think, you know, well, I don't know, I guess give it another shot, um, is, is really what's happening right now. It's just giving it another shot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and do it, you know, and, and being kind of grateful that we, I have this infrastructure around me to allow me to do that. You know, I'm like, I'm like, we made this record with Daniel Tashin, who's like, a grammy winning like album of the year winning producer you know like and in like this stunning beautiful studio in nashville you know with a label that is willing to pay for all this stuff and so i was just you know even before we made the record i was like having these thoughts like what am i doing like i should just get a job what is this but then i'm like what but like this guy wants to work with like this like world-class dude is like wants to work with me and my music and is giving me and i've sent him the demos and he's like these are great and i'm like holy shit you know like why would i not pursue this this is crazy like i have this opportunity it would be insane for me not to do it even though it's a huge sacrifice on my part even that two weeks of leaving my house was it was really tough you know to go record yeah was like not an easy thing to do especially because it's like i'm leaving for two weeks and i'm not going to come back with any money you know what i mean like (laughs) i'm leaving and i'm not getting paid for this trip you don't get paid to go to record a record um so yeah so that just that in itself was like it's worth it because who gets to do this you know so few people get these opportunities so like yeah i'm gonna just give this another shot because because i'm still in a position i guess where these opportunities are presenting themselves to me. So Hell yeah. I do feel really, really lucky. Yeah. That's awesome. Mate, this is about communi- this is about connection and communication. Like from seeing that first pop punk band that made me want to like go listen to Pennywise until now where I'm listening to all kinds of stuff. And I don't know, I'm, I've got into like electronic music and like I'm listening to more dub than I've ever in my life. That's awesome. Like, yeah. I'm like, where does this joy come from? And it, and it comes from that same gem that kind of keeps on giving. And that's, that's the point of this. I think that's, you know, I think that like, you know, we're all connected on this kind of plane and that's fucking awesome. Yeah. That makes me want to live, you know? Same. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Like it's just trying to, yeah, to, just never losing uh sight of that. Yeah. That like kind of love, for music and the, yeah, the magic of making music. It's like, it's, it's, yeah, it's very special. Fuck. Yeah. Well, Martin, Hey, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. But you know, I love to end these, you know, working part-time jobs. There's always an awkward first day and there's always a couple of mistakes and gaffes. Sure. And you strike me as, uh, a, a very, you know, a nice person, a kind guy who wants to, you know, is up for working hard, no matter what kind of scenario you're in have you have can you think of any kind of mistakes or work gaffes that you've that you've made you know kind of fuck ups in the workplace uh-huh. that uh, that now you can laugh about well um well okay i mean we didn't even talk about any of my 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 jobs <laughs> that i had but like uh you'll need to think i mean well i i used to i used to when i was in college i would deliver pizzas i was like a pizza delivery guy yeah. um and uh I don't even know if this is a mistake. It was just me being an idiot. Like I would like sit in the bath, like you'd wait for an order to come in, you know? And uh, I would just like sit in the bathroom and roll joints and then like go out and drive around and smoke joints and deliver pizzas (laughs) and like listen to music. And it was great, but it was such a fun job. But uh, I don't know. I think, I think more than probably a few people like, cause it's like, you're 
smoking in your car with someone's pizza next to you. <laughs> like, like, I think people knew what was up, you know, they'd be like, huh? Like, you know, but so that's Checks more just, I, it's kind of embarrassing to, to think back on. Um, Teenage habits. And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what are some of the but, more, I mean, I know we haven't talked about many of the part-time jobs here, but I mean, my line for this thing is like, the 101 part-time jobs of being an artist and like talking now about expectations and all the kind of jobs with what, what you're doing now. Um, but, but that side of doing part-time jobs, I mean, what are, what are the other kind of memory memorable jobs that, that you did, um, you know, either, either recently or, or, up, or when you were a kid more when you're younger. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, recently my job is just literally being, being, being a, dad. a dad and it is, it's, you know, for any any full time parent, it's they will know it's it's takes your whole takes up your whole life um, in a, in a great way, but yeah. it's a lot. Um, but yeah, I you know I I did have a I had a time where I was selling uh, greeting cards over the phone. Like I lit I was literally like a fo- like a phone uh, like I sat in a cubicle at a computer with like a headset and sold greeting cards to people mm-hmm. like they would call in, you know, it was like a catalog. Um, I did that for, I don't know, six months or something. Um, and that was, how were you at it? I was, I don't know if I was good at it. I don't know how you can be good or bad at it. Honestly, it's like, it's, <laughs> it's sitting there like entering information into a screen. It's not like I was selling anything. Like it was like the people were calling in, having already decided that, that they wanted to order, you know, like mm-hmm. this all, like, I don't think this would exist now. It's kind of silly. Like it's like, even at the time, like the internet existed, you could, they could have just placed these orders online. But um, anyway, I, I did that. I, I actually kind of liked it cause it was so mindless. Like it's just, you know, I didn't mind being in a, in an office situation. Like it was like a, it was kind of a, I don't know. It was a novelty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did a lot of different delivery jobs. I did. I, I really liked doing that because it's like you, I love driving around and you know listening to music and yeah, whatever, eating free food. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I, um, I don't know. Yeah, like I worked for my parents for a while, like doing kind of mundane stuff in their office. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I've I've had a few. I mean, you know, like I've been. I guess lucky that for most of my adult life i've just done this band um mm-hmm. and kind of felt guilty that i should probably be doing more because if i was i'd be making more money like i should probably get another job but it's tough to be like cool i'm gonna work here for hey can you hire me uh but in three months i'm gonna be gone for two weeks <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean like like I've, I've always got something coming up yeah you know this so it's it. like it's tough to uh it's tough to have a real job i mean again i'm always like trying to figure out what people do because i think i'd like to do it too <laughs> like i would really like to make some more money so i, I gotta figure out what those things are gonna be are you, you're basically in a position that you be forced to lie you know when i yeah it, in my touring days I, I had maybe three or four touring you know years and it was like i'd just lie i'd lie to every boss every interview i had and i i kind of got bored of lying i didn't like lying you know yeah lying being like yeah, I'm around and then just like piecing out or something. Yeah. 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 Being like, Hey, yeah, I am here and I'm going to stay late every day of the week and in two weeks bail. Yeah. I ended up, you know, at the time I was like, this is cool. I don't care. But it left me with a bit of a bad feeling Yeah, at the end of the day. And then you don't have a lot, you certainly don't have many, uh, 
references that you can call back on because <laughs> people are like, yeah, this guy yeah, has Yeah, and you basically tick it. You're, you're drawing a lot. You're, t- you're like crossing out places you can work next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, you got to find either like, I don't know, maybe maybe a very understanding boss that likes musicians <laughs> and gets it. That's it. I mean, that's the dream. And it does happen. I mean, maybe that's what other people are doing. Yeah. Work in a place where other musicians work and there's kind of a revolving door yeah. where no one's ever pissed off with each other. They're just accepting of it and positive about it even. Why shouldn't they be? Well, if anyone out there uh, has like a job for me that I can do uh, <laughs> on my computer uh, uh, four hours a day while I'm on tour, please hit me up. So there was Martin Courtney from Real Estate here on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got something out of that. I hope you enjoyed it. Real Estate's new record, Daniel, is out next month. You can go and pre-order that from Domino Records right away and you can catch him on tour coming up this year. Right, see you again soon. Thanks, Olivia Swash, for editing this episode. 